The Say Something Podcast is brought to you by a momentwithmorris.com and blackblueprints.com. That's blackblueprints with a Z dot com. I'm Jermaine Morris here with the one and only Mr. Barry Axius. Yes, sir. We are bringing you the Say Something Podcast. Say something, say something, say something. Talk about everything that's going on out here in the life, in the world, in the traffic out here in these streets. In these streets, in these streets, in these streets. Still got it. Very Axis dropping 2018. <laughs> Man. <laughs> We're bringing you episode number 55. We stuck on 55, dog. You kind of went somewhere on us. Yeah, a little brief hiatus. Had to take care of some some life. Uh, you had to take care of some life. I had to take care of some flus and a whole lot of stuff going on, man. Yeah, it gets real out here in the traffic. In the traffic jam, it gets heavy. I'd like to dedicate this episode to one particular individual. Person who's, who does not anywhere get the credit that they deserve. So, uh, a Detroit native. I was about to say Barry Axius, but, you know, okay. <laughs> you, 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 we'll get to you. you your day is coming. <laughs> yeah. Your day is coming. It was I just acknowledged. Hey, just, man, just, that, you know what? I appreciate that. But after you get acknowledged, you still get slapped in the face. But go ahead. Do your thing, man. We'll talk about that later. Uh, he's, he's a, a, a Detroit native born in 61. Was doing stand-up at the age of 14. Where he was first noticed by uh, comedian actor Jimmy Walker, mm-hmm. played uh, JJ on Good Times. Said, "Man, you kind of funny. You uh, put, put him in front of some people." He started doing comedy back with uh, like Letterman and Leno that same time period. Uh, he he started uh, working behind the scenes production stuff. Right in 1993, he started his own company called Entertainment Studios. From that studio, um, it is the number one independent producer, distributor of uh, um, syndicated programming for broadcast television. Uh, when he d- So when you do uh, all your ad stuff, whatever, when you're not one of the major machines, he's the number one independent one. And he does, uh, he does the advertising for 32 series. He currently has 30 series on TV right now that he has touched in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, 30, huh? 30 right now, currently. Uh, he is... I mean, everything from Cars TV to Comics Unleashed to America's Court to Beautiful Homes and, 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 and Great Estates. Like everything from reality TV, court stuff, uh, homes and, and all that stuff. He covers across the, the table. And he created the new uh, a new blueprint for how TV shows get picked up. Typically, the way that it was done is that you would create a show, you'd sell it to a network, and then if they picked it up or not, you got paid your money, and then you went about your day. That's kind of how Dave Chappelle be, uh, was known as Pilot Boy, because he had like 40 pilots that he wrote that were never picked up. But he got money. But he got paid for them. So if the network does with it or not, he got your money up front. What he created was he would create the content, and then he gave it to the networks for free in exchange for 50% rights to sell the advertising. So say if you wrote a show and NBC was going to give you 200000 for this show, just, just as a number. Okay. Uh, you got your 200000 and then you were sent on your way. If the show became the number one show in the country or if the show never made it past its pilot, you got your 200000 mm. What he would do is he would write the show, give it to the show for free. And then because he believed in the content, he said, I want 50% rights to whatever to the advertising. So if the show got picked up. And now all of a sudden it's in a good slot. He could go to with his relationships to major companies for advertising 
because he could make more off the 50% advertising than the network's going to get of him for the show. Okay. So, you know, Procter and Gamble, whomever would advertise on his shows because he did all family friendly content. He was so wide open on advertisers. His company right now, he's sitting at over $400 million what his worth is. He's the dude that you never hear about. You hear about Tyler Perry. You hear about Oprah when it comes to, to TV and stuff. So I, I think, think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Currently got 30 shows running right now. He is the number one independent seller of advertisement for major programming and uh, every aspect of television. He an unsung hero, brother from Detroit. Shout out one time to Mr. Byron Allen. Yeah, I knew it. Young Byron Allen. <laughs> I remember Byron Allen when he came up. We was doing his uh, comic thing. That brother's a very powerful brother, and he's a very insightful brother. He he's a brother that drops some bars about how this industry works, um, about being black and independent in the industry, and how we need to build our own infrastructures. And I also think that he had a lawsuit that he also yeah he he is I mean across the board he's winning like just across the board winning. And you wouldn't know that though. Yeah, and and what he's double winning is that worth damn near a half a billion dollars. You probably wouldn't, you couldn't pick him out of a lineup of two. No. Like Byron Allen could pass you in a gas station and he get the head nod. Exactly. You know, so he got all the fortune uh, without the fame. Yeah. So so he can come and go as he pleases and do what he wants. But but Byron Allen, if, if you're not familiar with who he is and the stuff that he's been attached to. Get familiar. It, yes. That is, like I said, we, we highlight Oprah. We highlight Tyler Perry. Uh, we highlight certain people. But when we always talk about uh, building for yourself. And, and putting your own stuff together and owning your own stuff and, 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 and doing it that way. Byron Allen is definitely somebody that uh, that is worth researching and, and uh, acknowledging for what he's out there doing in the game. Do your black history because we are black history 365. Yes. Right. Not just in February that just came and went off that short month. Man. <laughs> so a lot's gone on since we, since we was together last. Yeah. A lot going on, brother. You know, uh, since Got- we. Got the Black Panther effect. That's you what I was about to say. Since we talking about Donald Byron. Trump, uh, forty-five doing his thing. You got some shootings and teachers going to get guns. I mean, it's a well, lot happening. Let's start. Well, since we on Byron and uh, TV and movies, let, let's let's also give another acknowledgement to uh to Black Panther. The Black Panther effect. Sac State alum Ryan Coogler, yeah, the director. Yeah, and Nate Tav. And uh, something that's along with that. So if you remember back in uh, 2014, I apologize. You know, I, I know. I, I just want folks to know how real it is when we in our, our studio and doing our thing. What you're hearing is me ripping up bills because <laughs> shit is real right now, man. I'm just 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 doing my last piece. I know that. I just want to get folks to know how real it is as I open up my PG&E bill and look at it and. And want to have a heart attack right now. Okay. Okay. There was an issue that came up back in 2014 about these leaked emails. I don't know if you remember. Yeah. And it was the all these emails were talking about uh, they were they were addressing then President Barack Obama on on the racial side. Yeah. Uh, and they were addressing uh, actor comedian Kevin Hart. And what there was the two parts. One, they were saying Kevin Hart, they used to they were calling him greedy and all this stuff because he didn't want to use his social media platform that he had built up himself for free to promote a movie. It was the Think Like a Man uh, one or two. Okay. And they were saying, oh, he's greedy. He should just, you know, uh, do this for us. And his argument was, you would pay a product, you would pay a company to to promote. 
if it, if that's what you need to do for the movie. He said, yeah. but you want me to do it for free. Yeah. You know, he said, it doesn't work that way. He said, if you want to pay me, then I'll, you know, promote it to, all, to, to you know, all hell. But I'm not going to do it for free because he valued what he had and what he owned. Yeah. In those same emails, it was addressing Denzel Washington mm-hmm. because it, it, this was for the Equalizer movie. Mm-hmm. And they were saying that Denzel should not have been the choice because movies that have black leads don't carry over globally. So they were saying that, you know, you know, yeah, we love Denzel and all, but movies with African-American leads or ensemble cast don't translate to overseas success. Mm. And so that was the, the, the it was an email that was sent to the chairman of, of Sony and the person who wrote it. They, you know, ironically enough, remain nameless. You can put all the other information in there, but somehow the person who wrote the email name just came up missing. Uh, and so that was a major campaign that they tried to go on about saying that black movies or movies starring black people do not carry over to overseas success. Meanwhile, that 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 said movie, that Equalizer movie, did did you know is a hundred million dollar movie, yeah. and it did phenomenal globally. And six of the top all time leading uh, box office. Uh, stars is a brother by the name of Denzel Washington are Denzel Washington, Will Smith, Samuel L. Jackson, Dwayne Johnson. You know, Dwayne is on everything. I'm saying because, you know, black people don't carry over yeah. to global success. Yeah. All I say all that to say this. Shout out one time in its third weekend and currently in its third weekend. So the numbers ain't even done yet. Hitting the 800 million mark for Black Panther. Yeah, yeah, let's get it going. Because movies yeah. with black cast don't carry over globally. Yeah, this is uh, <laughs> the Black Panther effect, man. And the way you broke that down, that was some real shit. Because I think sometimes we forget um, the circle of this racist um, system and how these entities like Hollywood are so ingrained in racism and race, right? Yeah. We just don't, sometimes we don't, we don't look at it on that lens. And you can break down this Black Panther movie in so many different ways. So many people have. Yeah. We've had our time to kind of digest it, kind of watch while people have been moved on it. And really, first thing I have to say, one, don't steal the joy for the kids to have a black superhero. Yeah. Like, I get a lot of um, folks analyzing it to the degree of sometimes insanity almost i think that when you have a movie like this celebrate it for what it was made for yeah that, that thing was to one entertain um to if we want to use the word the cliche word hope to give hope that you know we are very marketable in so many senses of of the way and we don't need to just be pimps hustlers hoes yeah um Someone that came from some um, just rural background or, or just had some type of uh, horrific thing happening to they, for them to rise out of the ashes. Yeah. Sometimes it could just be just a basic, simple, this guy was kicking ass and asking questions. Or this woman, because a lot of queens was kicking ass yeah. and asking questions. So let's not create this movie as the movie for the revolution. Though it was the movie title called Black Panthers, it has nothing to do with the iconic, legendary, revolutionary group, the Black Panthers. Yeah. And you can go back and forth with um what Stan Lee and the other guy that created um, the Black Panther 
from when I hear, they said that that had nothing to do with actually the Black Panther group. Yeah, but they I think even, it was reversed. It was, I think it, the, car, the, car, the comic was first, and I think yes. maybe that's where the name of the group may have taken. I, from. But I don't even I don't even know that argument. But I just know the one thing of it was that it was just pretty much a coincidence. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. in that sense, and it was also that because of that coincidence, and it kind of entangled into some controversy during that time. They actually tried to change the name hmm. of of the Black Panther, like the Black Leopard, or some craziness right. like that, right? But they reversed it, and the Black Panther is is still here. Was born in um, I want to say 1967, 1966. The first issue of Black Panther when he appeared was in a Fantastic Four. And the funny thing about Black Panther, because I'm a Marvel kid, yeah. and I see you got your Black Panther shirt. You didn't buy one for me, but we'll talk about that. I had this, I've been rocking I'm Black Panther. Well, I got this Black Panther shirt. Uh, <laughs> They're doing phenomenal. The one thing about it is Black Panther was a critical part. Of like the Marvel comic universe, university, yeah, yeah. right? And I think some people don't really understand that or see that, where how important he was with not only the Avengers, but just he was a badass, a real badass. And following comic books, it was great to finally see a black superhero that wasn't uh, marked with um, a strange, deranged side or dark side yeah. or overly comic uh, kind of side. And I say that because. All my life, I've grown up in white heroism. Yeah. All we saw. Superman and, and whoever. I mean, we, 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 Spider-Man, yeah. Batman. And then we go from the fictional characters to the more um, real life characters. The, the Chuck Norris's, the Mel Gibson's, yeah. the um, Harrison Ford's. So you see these things. You're like, whoa. You don't see anything black. What do we have? We had... Yeah, my, my guy was called, I was Carl Weathers. I was Action Jackson, Apollo yeah. Creed. You and, know, and, uh, and then the thing, the, the two movies that we remember him from, um, he got killed in Rocky Four and he got killed in The Predator. Well, I will say this about the, the Apollo. See this, the, the, so the Rocky series of movies is actually based on Apollo Creed. So if you take, so it's the story of Rocky and Rocky gets the title and they got the Philadelphia statue of, of Rocky Balboa. Uh, that's something else about how you know we, we, people ain't real, but we're gonna celebrate them. But you know, tell other folks not to celebrate somebody ain't real. But Rocky One was based around Rocky losing to Apollo. Rocky Two was based around him finally defeating Apollo. Rocky Three was based around him being trained by Apollo. Rocky Four was based around him avenging the death of Apollo. So it was one of those. Uh, that was one of the rare circumstances where that character got so much uh, shine and significance, though, you know, it, it's always highlighted about Rocky, you know, the Italian stallion, whatever. Uh, Apollo had a lot more effect and a lot more um, impact than I think that we give him for that we discuss when we talk about those series of movies. Well, we I mean, and that and that's fine. You know, what I mean? but I'm just giving it to the point of how it got played out. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I, I think a lot of us don't get like we don't appreciate nah. that. We will look at. Oh, that's Rocky. Yeah, but it. There is no Rocky franchise without well, Apollo. Yeah, but at the same particular time, the one thing that we were sold it was Rocky. It was so Rocky. Yeah, and what things and like I said, we talk about Carl Weathers and yeah, that was the guy. But turn around, Carl Weathers, one action movie that I thought could have been a franchise um, action movie was Action Jackson. Action Jackson. Yep. I lived off that. One of these days, you really going to piss yeah. me off. Yeah, and so so <laughs> you have that. And, of course, we have the shafts um, of the world. And I want to discredit these guys. But we Chuck never Turner had... and all that, yeah. We never had 
that super superhero that superhero that was a Captain America, that superhero that was our 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 Spider-Man, our Superman. We go back and you look at these superheroes that we've had in in cinema. If you think about it, yeah. they either had some kind of dark side to them because you think about Blade, yeah. You think about Spawn. Spawn was kind of like, is he? You know, he's a good guy. He's, he's a yeah. bad guy. You know, there was this thing. There was there wasn't just a okay clean cut. Here's this good dude. He's doing his thing, trying to save his people, protecting yeah. whatever. No, I, I I agree with you. I think the difference where we're at with Black Panther as opposed to the other ones. The other ones were um, Black Panther is a black hero. The other ones were heroes who just happened to be black. Blade being black had nothing to do with him being Blade. Yeah, it wasn't the story of this young black vampire yeah, growing up. Exactly. You know what I mean? Uh, Spawn had nothing to do with being black. Yeah, it was just the simple fact, fact. that you know he it, just yeah, happened to be, be black. Exactly. That, that, that's it. But and, black, and, and, and then at the same particular time, though he was, they were black characters. You did, they weren't really necessarily a superhero. Yeah. Right. There was there was that, that that darkness, and then when you talk about cinema again, you look at some of the superheroes that we had. They either were um, retarded. You look at Blank Man, right? Blank Man. Yeah. Gotta remember yeah, our guy yeah, Blank yeah. Man. Uh, I'm or, a Damon fan. Damon was my guy. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah. and, and I, it was a funny movie. Or Meteor it Man. Was, yeah, comedy. It was kind of yeah. Meteor Man. You got Undercover Brothers, and all these um, movies had some great messages, like Black Panther. Messaging were there, especially I watched Undercover Brother. It a lot was of messages. A lot of messages in there. I mean, the messages was thorough all the way through. Yeah. But again, you can't take those guys seriously. And then they weren't franchised like the Spider-Mans. They weren't franchised like the Batmans, like mm-hmm. the Supermans. So it's programmed. So white heroism is all a lot of us got to grow up with. So I understand a lot of the negative feedback from black folk because we always got to be negative about something. Yeah. And I know... The challenges. I know people are looking at it. Well, well, it was Black Panthers, but it was black on black crime. We were fighting each other. I know with one of the uh, Killmore, with the, one of the greatest characters that was <laughs> that's in there. The dumbest thing I've ever heard. But I, I mean, no, that's no, what no, it was. no, 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 not from you. I'm saying like that I argument. Yeah, yeah, I know that. But I mean, that's what people are coming up <laughs> yeah. with, and I was like, oh, okay. What, what, I mean, what is it? Why don't white crime? All black people. Yeah, there's going to be conflict was, with anybody. That's a proximity the issue. The world has not been a, built off of conflict. Yeah, yeah, that's not a, that's you know not a black saying? on black. That's yeah. just, a, that's just a, a population and proximity. Everyone, and, and, I, and, and, and I broke it down with one of my brothers who I appreciate, and he said it. I was like, oh, well, I, I, you know, and then some other nerdy, silly nigga had posters about something. I'm like, come on, bro. Like, let's, let's not go too deep with it. Let's not go deep to the point to where um, we lose sight of what this movie means, and let's okay. not go into the fact of well, this is not um, going back to the black community because even you got movies like Tyler Perry yeah. that have all black casts, right? And, and another thing, this is the first movie with all black casts. It's like, um, we've had all black casts on a majority of our movies let's, if you really want to think about it. Uh, right. I don't remember too many. Well, that if you, there was zero white people? I mean, you... There's, yeah, you, I mean, there's always going to... Because a white guy that was the, the CIA agent and, you know, you had Claw. I mean, come on, you guys, let's stop yeah. going there with some things that you drop just all the way back to the sense. color purple if you want an all black movie, brother. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so when you go into that, you're looking at it like, okay, I get it, I understand it, but let's take it for the positive 
yeah. movement, the push. I mean, yeah, it's it, it gets worn out when you see everybody want to talk about Wakanda and all that stuff and bringing the Africanism and things of that nature and Afrocentric um, uh, 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 personalities, uh, garments and things. I, that's all great. If it, if it if it gets people more to the light, it works. Yeah. But one thing that I did recognize from that movie was the fact that people like myself, you, and other folks that I've known that have been consistent with pushing the line, let's say for the last like seven years, right, um, with just messaging, with, uh, you know, the medallions, the, the clothing, the dashikis, just the um, ideology, the conversation, the blackness, and even our roots directing that yeah. um, to to embrace the power of your your African heritage, right? Yeah. Uh, that have been promoting this while folks looked at you funny. I mean, I've been on news, uh, 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 um, you know what I'm saying, interviews with all African dashiki, and that is unheard of here in Sacramento. Folks, I'm walking around with black empowerment shirts, and what is they doing? Yeah. Pushing a hard line unapologetically, when that movie is out there, I know myself and so many other folks that have been pushing that line unapologetically, you need to bow, slap your hands, throw your fist up, because that movie is more about you than anything else. Because the fact that we've stayed fast and stayed consistent and diligent with our beliefs has created opportunities for a movie like that. Yeah. Because of the pulse of the black community, a lot of individuals changing the ideology of what it means to be black again, right? Putting our fists in places and talking about things that folks don't want to talk about, challenging what is considered the norm. Yeah. That's the reason black culture can move the way they move because we've had that, I think, steadfast consistency of people going out and really standing firm on this is what I am. These folks in Hollywood pay attention. They pay attention to what's going on in the street. Yeah. They pay attention to what's going on in media. They, they, they see what it is. This creates that movie that I can say I was helped promoting and push that before it even got promoted and pushed. Yeah, if you look at uh, Netflix as a series, it's called uh, Dear White People. And though the title was... Uh, was taken, you know, people were taking it back to it. It was, you, you would say with what exactly what you're saying, that's a setup for this type of movie. Yeah. Like these types of conversations, uh, HBO's insecure, like certain dialogues that are st starting to come up on a regular basis is showing that, like I said, like you're saying, Hollywood knew there's no way they put $200 million into this movie yeah. without knowing, you know, what the pulse is and where people's uh, thoughts are. What I appreciate is, you know, everybody, they showed all the premieres uh, globally uh, of brothers and sisters coming out all you know, dashikied out and, and, and with, with full step routines and like the whole nine. And I'm hoping that there's a piggyback in behavior, not just looking for a piggyback in movies like, mm -hmm. don't, OK, well, this should open up the door for a bunch of other movies. Yeah. The people who are involved in this movie, they've all been getting greenlit from the actors, the, the, the people involved, directors. There's already a bunch of things getting signed and because this movie is so big that they're going to spin off and do a bunch of other projects. But I'm hoping that we don't sit there and say, OK, now we should be looking for the next 10 Black Panther movies to come out. But we haven't changed anything we do at home. You know, well, Hollywood should start making these kind yeah. of TV shows and they should start doing this kind of that. OK, but what are you going to start doing yeah. 
you know, at the crib. Like, yeah. what are you going to start doing in the streets when you come past people? Are you now where you wouldn't speak to another black person? Now you throwing the Wakanda, you know, little, mm-hmm. little, little, little hit move. Are you becoming more? Are you recognizing the value of science and ownership mm. and, and about legacy and about family and community? Are you taking principles yeah. and applying that to your day to day life? Or are you just waiting for Black Panther 2 so you can feel good again for two hours and have good conversation with the homies? And I think that what you stated and what you broke down is my only negative about what is now going to happen after the fact. Yeah. We've seen the movie. We celebrated. It was dope. I mean, I, I shoot, I can't remember anticipation for a movie like that since, you know, movies like Star Wars, um, uh, Lord of the Rings, yeah. uh, the vampire uh, the series, that Twilight. They had, Twilight and stuff like that, you know, um, Harry's Potter, you know, like that energy was dope to see. I mean, yeah. the fact that, like, again, our young kids can identify with having a black superhero, you know, remember, it's a fictional uh, a film. It's, yeah. it's a based on a comic book, right? Yeah. And of course, it has some real, um, you know, Messages, messages that can identify with current and and and, and previous uh, things that have gone on. I think anything does if you really kind of read between the lines. But yeah. the truth is, black people are in a state to where we got to start making some real decisions, and these decisions have to be: Are we going to continue to bury our ideas, our dreams, our hopes into things that are um, fictional? Yeah. To things that are, are, are not our reality or we're going to make it our reality. I was talking to my friend just this morning and we were just talking about how you can have an Asian person come. And I, we've talked about this on our show several times. I mean, we talk, I mean, we talk about everything, but we, we focus on blackness and black issues and things that we say we need to say something. Because when I look at it as me and my friend were having this discussion and an Asian person can move into a community a middle eastern person can move in a a, a majority black community and open up restaurants you know what i'm saying open up um uh one-stop shops mini markets whatever yeah. and we will be consumers to to their to, to their product whatever they're selling and it doesn't even have to be halfway decent but it's going to be good they don't ever really put no money back in the community they may give uh, a few bucks here to maybe a little league or whatever i don't know and most you, don't most yeah. don't but i mean sometimes yeah. you can get a few of them on a nice day but they really don't invest into that community right yeah um but yet and still a black person can create something that's based, f- focused on blacks, and it's something that we mirror, let's just say, the basic black food, fried chicken, fried fish, whatever, greens, yeah. Qu- yeah, whatever, and Negro will go in there, argue up and down about why his macaroni is not as good as his grandma, so I'm not going to go over there. But we can go to, to Javier, or, or we can go to Chaya, and go right there, spend with them, and think nothing about the food that we're getting that's not even culturally relevant to our own and without a doubt not complain, not be a piss ant and try to negotiate price. Go in there, pay and leave. When you go into Kim's Chinese food and they says it's $7.95 for the two item platter, it's $7.95 for the two item platter. When you walk up into Jose's and it's three tacos for five bucks, it's three tacos for five bucks. Like, that's what it is. <laughs> when you go in though to so and so's, you know, rib spot or, or fish, it, can you hook me up? Yeah. 
The whole can, bill. Can, can you, you know, if anything, like I'm a believer in, you should overpay. Mm-hmm. You like, like to me, there's times where I'll go through stuff just to support the cause. I'll buy something I don't really need yeah. because I want the business to stay open. You know what I mean? Like I'll have uh, like the guys that work for me. Like I have, I drum up jobs for them sometimes because I need to keep them employed. Yeah. Like I need to keep them working and doing what they do. There's some stuff I could do myself, yeah. but I know I need to keep them in the game. Not let me try to penny pinch you out. You know, what's the least I can pay you? What's the least? I, you know, I, it, it's, but for us, the idea of if you respect somebody's business and you respect what they're doing, you should recognize that the hookup is what sends them out of business. Yep. The, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, someone asked me, as people know that I, you know, on the side, one of my hobbies that is, is not really a hobby is one of my businesses. I have Void Cafe. I do it every first and third of the month um, for Black, uh, for SAC, uh, or SAC African Marketplace. And, um, Folks ask me, well, why don't you have a, 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 a restaurant? And I said, straight up, Negroes wouldn't support me. For three years, I had to condition and I had to um, gel. I had to start getting my folks to recognize a different kind of food. I cook, uh, my cuisine is Caribbean style, right? Yeah. So it's you know, we got curries, we got, you know, the goats, oxtails, you know, plantains, stewed chicken. I know I'm getting hungry thinking about it right now. Rice is whatever. Very flavorful. No disrespect on some folks' culture. Like, I'll take my food compared to, like, our cuisine, like Haitian cuisine, over anybody's food, right? No. I'd rather go to my spots way before a Latino spot. You know, it's no, no. disrespect. It's just what it is, right? No. But in order for our people to really gravitate to that, you got to condition it and build them. You have to start creating that ideology to make it normal. Like, Wow. So now within three years, now it looks closer that I could maybe possibly eventually in the next two, three years open up something. Yeah. But it's still a consistent job. Yeah, we, we are. A lot of us are conditioned to thinking just because the human body can digest it, it doesn't mean that it's food. So I, I think that I, I think that that's probably shoot, we definitely gonna have to do one on, on the stuff that we consume and what we take in yeah. like eating wise because there's a lot of stuff that we believe that because the human body can chew it up it can go down your throat into your stomach and then eventually leave your body that that was food mm-hmm. and we'll go and pay you know five bucks for a burger that's fifteen percent actual meat yeah rest is filler byproduct chemicals mm-hmm. you know burgers that are made in a lab yeah chicken that's been you know hormone pumped up looking like Schwarzenegger raised yeah. it and we'll eat all this crap and we were so conditioned to thinking that that's food that when you taste actual food oh, you don't even know what to do it doesn't taste like food to you because it doesn't taste like what you've been eating exactly like if you take uh, like one of the big like I shifted to being a, a vegetarian about three and a half years ago now and I used to always have a, I had a solid my, I, I ate vegetables like mm-hmm. I regularly but when you remove meat you have to use a lot more you know and then I wanted to get rid of salt so I started finding other natural spices and see, like season like vegetables and stuff and spices to use. And it's just crazy when you actually start cooking and eating food. Like you can cheat with not eating real food with the crappy meat from somewhere. Yep. You know, it, it'll let you slide because it'll fill you up, but it's not actual food. I think we're so conditioned to get it to fake and we're so conditioned to process that we have a difficulty accepting real. And I, that's why I think like with this movie. A lot of real stuff was used. I'm hoping that it doesn't have us backsliding to fake. 
Now, I know it's a fictional movie and a fictional character, but I think that the idea that we can come together, I think the idea that, that, that if we really work on building community, that we work on village, if we work on, you know, studying and, and, and the importance and significance of family and, and, and some honor and stuff about yourself. I think that I'm hoping to be optimistic that we could be a shift and not just fall right back into whatever the next whatever the summer 2018 trash movie comes out where it's got us right back to the. To, to the pimp and thug logic and, yeah. and, and, and you know because that's a, I mean think about it that, that's most of the imagery and some of the folks that you know we grew up idolizing I mean shoot you couldn't tell me that I wasn't going to be the next Needle Brown yeah. and you saw his fate you couldn't tell me that I was an old dog and you saw his fate you know what I'm saying you couldn't tell me that wasn't me Kane you saw his fate you couldn't say that I wasn't Tupac and you saw his fate so <laughs> all of these Heroes that we've gravitated to yeah. in, a, in a necessarily way that you would think we would look at it like, well, damn, <laughs> I don't want to be this guy. It yeah. still was, man, nah, man, I'm old dog, but I'm going to be the old dog that doesn't get caught from the cops. Well, I'm going to be the, yeah. the Tupac that doesn't get shot up in a car. So that's all we've had. So if they're going to, whether it's white Hollywood, black Hollywood, if they're going to give, first of all, let's look at the situation. This brother who directed it, Bay Area Young, native, graduated graduated from the school. My daughter goes to Sac State. And, of course, they're marketing the shit out of that now. They should. They got got a big billboard here now. Sac State alum. It's crazy. Of course. Forget Fruitville and and Creed. We, We worried about that. And that's for a di- black director to have that kind of a hit. I'm talking 31. about John Singleton's, Spike Lee's. They ain't had no moneymaker like this. Tyler Perry, they have. Folks have done some great epic movies to, to level up and create this, this awareness of black culture and what we go through. And it's an honor to have that. But to be able to have a guy that get a budget the way he got it and to hit a home run the way he did. I mean, to be honest with you, it was almost like this can't miss. Right. But if it did miss, oh, it well, was going to be a big well, let's, deal. Let's say this. That could miss. No, okay. but no, I'm no, just no, saying- no, 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 no. Because I, 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 I'm agreeing with you. To say, and I want folks to really wrap their brain around this, because the, if you think that this was just a guaranteed win, if you because the director, Ryan, went back through, it was so much involved in script writing. Like you could have just given this to the Zack Snyder's or the singers or the guys who've been doing all the the X Men, the Marvel movies, whatever, and kept it strictly Marvel, kept it strictly comic book, and this could have tanked. This could have been a horrible film. But Ryan was so intricate in in the script and the yeah. dialogue and the nuances. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So so again, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm gonna make sure yeah. that he gets the credit he deserves for that because some people would be like, oh yeah, if you with this cast and and this story, it was it was uh, an automatic hit. No. There, nah. and, and when I say that, because of the Marvel brand, yeah, and there's a difference between when Marvel, um, Disney does something, and Fox, Marvel, and Sony, Marvel. There's two. There's now they're all under one umbrella, yeah. right? But before it's like you look like, well, how is that X Men not good like the Avengers? It's because it wasn't Walt Disney, right? How is that Spider Man? Because it wasn't um, Walt and, Disney. And different directors. Different make a directors. Huge difference. And, in, in but also different production. Yeah. That's you know what I'm saying. saying? But like, the, yeah. the whole team that's involved with the movie makes a big difference. And it was under Marvel. I mean, I mean it was not excuse me, Marvel. It was under Walt Disney. There's like different um, companies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so now they're all in one. Because you can watch Universal. them Fantastic Four. They're horrible. No, I'm saying just for people to get the idea. 
Fantastic Four, the movie, the the ones with uh, what's the old girl named Alba. Oh, um, that's the only one I remember. The movie. Uh, so <laughs> you take those movies. The dude who played Johnny Flame, the Human Torch, yeah, Chris Evans. It's Captain America. And then because it was. But, but this is yeah. so people can get it. So what he was in that <laughs> versus under a different, you know, Company. series, you know, Michael B. Jordan, Killmonger. Yeah. Was Johnny again yeah. in the other version of the Fantastic. Maybe they just need to go ahead and leave yeah. Johnny alone. Uh, need, well, or play Johnny and yeah. you've got a great career. Yeah. Uh, but you can do these movies and they just not take off because of. The rewrites. When a new director comes in, you bring in your assistant. But mm. You gotta, you gotta get right. Mm. And so, so giving just that props to Ryan for for his vision, what he attached to it. And for us, like I said, I'm loving to see the dashikis out. Well, here's what, what, I want just one, just one more point on that because had he fallen short from the Thors, the Iron Mans, the Avengers, even the Ant Mans and the Doctor yeah. Stranges, which made money. All of them. Which is for some people like, oh man, I didn't like that or that. No, them they made all money. made money. If this would have been a flop, that's a wrap. It would have been a wrap for any black director, producer, whatever, trying to come with this kind of angle, or even a white producer or director kind of come with this kind of angle. It would have been nope. You would have had every single cast member would have been let go. We got to get a new uh, Black Panther, and I, I guarantee you this. Um, they would have tried to flip the Black Panther as now the White Panther. It would have changed the whole there would have ideology. Been some man. kind of change because if, if you if you look at how these movies how they're all coming together, like I said, it's it's going to be amazing. Like I said, he already got the sequel, so he's going he's going to get Black Panther two. Uh, they and I would like to see where they go with this yeah. because people remember all these independent movies. There's 18 right now of these uh, Marvel movies. Which are all been working their way to to a series. So when you think about all the the Iron Man movies, the Avengers, Captain America, the, the Ant Man's, all that stuff, they all tied into a bigger picture. So Black Panther's role is now increased. You know his his value to the to the big picture. So I'm interested to see how because when it goes to the 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 other movies, it's not the same director. Yeah. So it, it, you know, Black Panther with in his own movie had his was this was a Ryan's project, yeah. but the other one, the Infinity War, whatever. Infinity Wars, that's about to be crazy. Yeah, that's already been shot. Yeah, different director. Yeah, you know, and then there's gonna be another one after that. All different those, director. Yeah, but all so, those movies, I, and like I said, all those movies have been just fire. But what I'm saying is, is that for what the, the the character of the Black Panther and what they did with this movie, that's that movie. Yeah. And so we need to recognize that for what it is, that film. Yeah. Appreciate it. Take whatever lessons out of it that we can and then move forward to do the stuff that's in our lives. There's a few over time. There's usually about every decade. There'll be a lightning rod movie. Something will come out that we start feeling like a roots or something like that. Roots, right? school days, yeah. uh, shoot, spike, uh, do you know, the right thing. do the right thing. You know, something will Malcolm come out. You know, that's another man who needs to make sure he he gets the credit that he does deserves big picture. Yeah, because uh, what Spike Lee did for the game. Yeah, I mean, no doubt. That's why I, I say mean, he does. But I mean, I mean for definitely. a lot for this generation now, they don't know him. Nah, he's just a guy who dresses weird at Knicks games. Yeah, that doesn't like Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Like, yeah, and, and I and I you know understand why. He, yeah, <laughs> what I'm saying, but he's just that guy to the younger generation. And if you're not familiar with Spike Lee's movies, do your homework. You know, go back and check out. You know, the the, the school days, which was in, in. You probably would not know Denzel Washington if it wasn't for Spike Lee. No, no, not at all. He was doing um, what was the TV show he was on back then? 
He was doing uh, daytime. What, St. Uh, Elsewhere? Elf, Fire, was yeah, that it? St. Elsewhere. Back when he had the gap in his teeth. Yeah, St. Elsewhere. And then, you know, he, he just he just pulled on. And you would have probably known Wesley Snipes um, without mm-hmm. um, Spike Lee. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, know, I know he tried to get his sister on, and his sister didn't really go to him. No. But these things and um, some of the controversial movies that we would consider controversial, it was great, um, you know, to, to kind of see that other now folks are being able to walk in that, that walk for giants like Spike Lee that came in and, and put something that was um, relevant, that was real. And I think that was speaking from our, our, our perspective, yeah. right? And it wasn't kind of, it didn't, um, you know, move a direction of compromising, right? But I think that when we look at some of the characters of Black Panther and we go into some of the characters, we have the women representing for, for real, and, and with the with the, the new surge of feminism, non-sexualized, yes, which and, is uh, which is huge and sexy too, though. But there's a difference. Yeah, there's a difference between being yeah. sexy and being sexualized and bad. Uh, yeah, bad yeah. Ass. nobody was the hoochie no. of the tribe. And you know what I'm saying? Like, and it was dope. And I love that because I have my I have a daughter and then I have other kids that are you know my my kids as well that are uh, my daughters and I love watching that. I love seeing that. I love watching that. You know, the girls kick ass. I'm all for that. You know what I'm saying? And um, the simple fact that you had just all those integral parts, but, you know, you go into that one character, Killmonger. Yeah. That one character where you look at um, Black Panther as being the modern day Martin Luther King. Yeah. And then Killmonger being the modern day Malcolm X. Okay. The conversation is with a lot of folks. Was he really a bad guy? Was he really a villain? Was he really um, the person that wasn't the actual superhero? Like he wanted to do something that a majority of black folks really want to do: um, defeat and kill the oppressor. Yeah, which is why when uh, Chadwick Boseman just did that uh, that piece where he was discussing, when people were giving their reactions to the movie, uh, one of the things that he said is that Panther was the villain, not Killmonger. You know that that he was the one that had to 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 squash that spirit. You know that 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 a lot of people feel. You know, there's a lot of people who who are screaming for a, a Killmonger independent movie. Yeah. You know, tell his story. Yeah. You know, do, a little, do a little yeah. You know, do a little sidebar. You know, prequel type yeah. type thing. You know, he could get, Michael B. Jordan. His phone gonna be ringing. Yeah. Um. That that he could get that piece. In that, uh, there's a lot of folks who 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 ride with that sentiment. And I think that they were so similar. It was similar when you go Malcolm and Martin. You know, towards the end, they were way more alike yeah. than they were different. And you know, and and, and his influence actually towards the movie allowed him. And I, I know we're going through spoilers, spoilers. But by this time, if you ain't seen the movie, it's too late. Well, we just talk. We talk around it. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I think. Well, yeah. well, I'm gonna break some stuff down right quick. <laughs> um, you know, so spoiler alert for those who are listening that ain't ever seen it. But bottom line is. You know, you had his influence of his cousin who in the comic book, he wasn't his cousin, right? Um, it was his father and um, the son were just exiled to the United States, right? Mm-hmm. But they put the twist in where they were able to put the Bay Area, put Oakland in there. And and, that, and, I, and, and it was dope because it was like, okay, he came in, you know, he is the father of Killmonger was basically saying, well, man, this is what's going on over here. And, you know, we need to do more. What was the thing? was the influence that was given as Panthers, like, you know what, we have to do more. We should be doing more. And I think that is kind of like the key message telling the people 
We need to do more. Telling the elite, you have the access and the ability to be able to do more. You need to do more, right? Yeah. And that's when they go into the United Nations and basically say, you know what? We're going to open up our resources and we're going to be here to, you know, help. And, and when they went to Oakland and said, yo, you know what? We're going to do this. I bought this out. Um, it was such a black blueprint, yeah. right, of like things that a lot of us talk about. And the fact that we don't have the access because we don't have the monies, we don't have the power, we don't have those resources to now sit there and say, hey, I'm going to take my monies. I'm going to go to this neighborhood. I'm going to go ahead and rebuild this. I'm going to add these things. Hear closely the messages. Let's not focus on the negativity, but let's focus on the influence that was given as the cousin died. His vision, though some people say he may have been going about it wrong, it was still a vision to say, damn, why are we as people oppressed? Uh, we're, we're, we're in these, these situations of confinement when the reality is we have a lot of resources. And I've been saying this from day one. Yeah. The Negroes situation should be a whole lot different four years 400 years ago, we were destitute and turning on to now because we have a lot more access, a lot more power, and a lot more resources and okay. individuals that could push the line. So this segues to something that's happening in real life. Some of you have seen this story yet. It's happening in South Africa, which is what people would always liken to what happened in Haiti about how when the, the oppressors were overthrown, that they had to get up and go. Yes. That it wasn't going to be this 5% overruling this 95 percent and thinking that okay now that that it's switched we all gonna get along and be cool like y'all done done way too much to think that you could still sit up in here and chill so in south africa right now uh quote unquote colonizers are being thrown out mm. so they're the 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 government in line with the police department in line with the people are coming through uh farmlands all owned by white people and they're just taking them mm. That, that, that the black people down there is like, y'all sat by, you may not have been involved in the impression, but you benefited from my previous oppressor. Yes. So uh, you are guilty. You are de facto guilty. So all this land that you have that you got under apartheid and that you got under the old system and the old regime, you came up under our oppression. So we just going to go ahead and get that back from you. <laughs> So, <laughs> hey, hey, since, since it's a Sunday, glory, glory, hallelujah. Yeah, so they right now are talking about, oh, you, we're going to need to get that back from you. So they're going through farmlands and they are uh, on the savage side of the game. They are, white people are getting caught slipping. Like they out there murdering them, they beating, raping women, they robbing everybody. They're coming through. They're saying, you all need to get up out of here. And yeah, have you heard this? Sounds, sounds familiar. No, I yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so, I so right now, uh, they're, they're sending. Uh, PSAs like they do at two in the morning. They'll have like that dog that's by the chain link fence yeah. and some Sarah McLaughlin playing yeah. on the slow tune. They're doing those types of ads for the for the white people down in South Africa who are like, help us. Like we need refuge. We need you know if you can send us some money so we can migrate to Europe. Uh, can y'all come up in here and help us? Can we get some UN support? Mm -hmm. And I, no part of me feels, and I'm smiling as I say this is so bad, that I don't feel that anybody deserves to just suffer. No. Especially if you were just in a system, you weren't the, the, the driving force, but you did benefit, so you do owe some of this. Uh, there is no sympathy throughout the continent. Yeah. You got these white people down there, and even where they came from, these countries aren't, aren't helping. Like, they're learning 
you know how this works yeah. you know they're they're going back to their native they're they're calling their native countries up and they're like nah son we, we ain't coming down there because mm. because they're learning the classism side uh-huh. you all are poor white folks and we don't care about poor people of any color yes <laughs> so so right now you start talking about you know the uprising the the, the uprising and, and how people feel i don't like the way they're going about it yeah. But I do appreciate the fact that uh, it's, it's it's happening. It's now. happening that that because people ask that for years. How come there was never, or why is there such a small percentage running such a huge percentage? And they they apparently talk about being woke or the light bulb yeah. finally coming on. They're like, why are y'all still here? Yeah. Like, why did we let you after all the abuse? What a what a if you're not familiar with what apartheid was, because uh, it might just be a word to you. I mean, the way the system that would think Jim Crow South. You know, uh, you can't even do if a white person is walking at you, you better cross the street. Exactly. You know, what I mean, you are not allowed here. Yes. You are not allowed to live here. You you know, we can just roll up and do what we want, when we want, how we want to whoever we want. Like, that's how a small percentage of white people were running a black nation. Mm. And now that that has been flipped, uh, the, the black people down there was just like, wait a minute. <laughs> you all y'all was doing this and you're still here. Yeah. Like the laws changed, but you think you could still just chill up in here? No. Yeah, nah, son. So I'll be uh, interested to see. I don't like the fact that they're just randomly running up on folks, but they're really making putting the message out there. Uh, y'all got to get up out of here. Well, I, I don't mind at all. I mean, but at the same particular time, it it is um, you know an eye for an eye, and you know karma's a motherfucker. But at the, I look at it like this: when the only Probably the most negative thing I will say about um, this whole Black Panther movie which will, will, will be the fact that going into what is happening in South Africa right now, yeah. how um, the Nat Turner story came, um, the birth of a nation, and yeah. folks didn't support that. Yeah. And that showed um, some killing of white folks, some killing of some, some, some slave owners. And in reality, um, it wasn't a lot. You know what I mean? It was like maybe two scenes, if that. It was yeah. like, you know, kind of like, ah, uh, bam, bam. It wasn't no throughout the whole movie, which yeah. I would have loved to be, see a little bit more detail, yeah. right? But that will be the only thing I critique about our people in this sense, because I'm going to let everyone be with their glory, because I want to see what happens two to three months after the fact, yeah. right? If you don't see what was going on in South Africa, if you don't see what's going on in America, more of the same bullshit, whether it's a school system, whether it's a police still kill, killing unarmed black people, um, whether it's um, all the things that's happening in the sports and, you know, all these leaked emails and conversations. Oh, I didn't know he was racist. And just the things that um, the pussy grabber, a.k.a. Mr. 45, is doing in his regime. If you can't get an, an idea that. Our empowerment, our our togetherness, not our separation, our togetherness, our men and women working together as a unit. I know we have separate issues, but we have a bigger issue. Collectively, we have to get over egos. We have to get over agendas. We have to get over this classism, this eliteness. We have to get over this bearing of victimism. We have to get into this mode of let us have the courage to move forward an agenda that is focused on the um, upliftment and the empowerment of the black community. Whether you want to call it the more community, I don't care. Whatever it is, it's we look like each other. Let's get it done. So the South African thing is is to me an eye opener. 
I don't see that happening in America. I think it'll be more strategic. You know what I'm saying? Even though I know there's some folks that would really want to get down. Yeah. America's just too prepared for it that. Is, yeah, they've been prepared. They, they've been prepared. They've yeah. been waiting for the revolt. And that's the thing about it. A majority of what this whole thing, this racism, this capitalism, it's based on fear. It's based on um, folks. It's like when a, a person who's been a president, um, CEO, Unless they move into another CEO position, another president position, when they have to now be let go of their position or they are, you know, they say, hey, it's time for you. We're going to go a we'll different, go a different route, yeah. uh, to, to be let. It's like being let go of a job. It's like, yeah. oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, you know, I'm not going to have a job or I'm not going to be the CEO. I'm not going to have that power. I'm not going to be able to have those resources. That's the whole thing. It's the fact that we've been done so wrong. These folks are like, I don't want this shit to happen to me because they're watching South Africa and saying that's what's going to happen. Well, that's what they've been expecting. I remember there was a a report came out of the 60s and they were referring to uh, the the boycotts and and the the church uprising in the South between the Nation of Islam, the Black Panther Party, the different gangs that were starting to spring up amongst the nation to protect black neighborhoods from white violence. And it was the old CIA report that was saying that, you know, this was the greatest uh, threat. Uh, to, on American soil in American history and that uh, we will never be in this position again yeah. because um, the American government felt like they was on the ropes like we was getting hit economically with the boycotts we got all these groups jumping everywhere it's a matter of time before these heads link like Voltron before you know uh, Malcolm and Martin figure it out between Huey and Bobby link up with them between you know all these it's you know we see this cooking like if, if all of a sudden they can figure out how to get together on the same page we really in trouble so after the 60s they they were like we will never yeah. never be in this position again and, and well and so the threat was uh, a, a a two part was it's like they were they started making preparation for the shoe that never dropped. Mm. So they were sitting there saying, we did all this to these people. We've done such and such systemically, just blatantly, all this. There's no way in hell they're just going, at some point in time, much like the brothers down in South Africa, someone's going to wake up and start feeling differently. So we need to start putting a bunch of stuff in place yeah. for this shoe to drop that never did. Mm-hmm. And the laws are the reason why. I think there was a report that... um they said black people have not uh, moved anywhere. Like we, we're in the same position that we were like 50 years ago. We're in, in the same position we were 150. Yeah, exactly. This like w- our progression in um, America has not really moved anywhere. And yeah. even though we have a lot of people that have a lot of position, we have a lot of people that have access to power. We're still in kind of the same uh, pigeonhole that we've been. In. If you don't understand that, because some people are like there was a black president, look yeah. at look at LeBron and look at it. Yeah. Uh, 20 years after the end of slavery, black people own one and one half percent of all the nation's wealth, resources and land. Say that one more time. 20 years after slavery, black people across America own one and one half percent of all the the land, resources and wealth in America. As of 2016, black people own one and one half percent of all the wealth, resources and land in America. The needle has literally not moved. That's crazy, bro. So when we when we talk about like we talk about say something that's something we need to say. Yeah, the, the needle literally not figured not little kind of sort of no it literally has not moved. And people will say, well, you got these people with who make millions and this and that. Yes, but you have to compensate for money. 
So just like there's a LeBron with 300 million, there wasn't a 300 million air before. Mm. So when you go exponentially up, there were no billionaires back then. Yeah. You know, and so when you go uh, across the board, the average, uh, what is it? The average black American is worth about $1,500 when you go to all your total assets Damn. and debt that we carry. Ooh. So as much as as much as there's a there's, there's a Jordan, as much as there's an Oprah, as much as the average the average black folk walking around is worth rent. It's worth one month's rent and total value, you know, what you go. <laughs> and that's not and that's and that's not good. Man. So, you know, when we talk about that needle hasn't moved. We we are, you know, like so we talk when we do the economic ones, you know, the average yeah. black man in Sacramento make thirty three thousand a year. And then you look at his spending yeah. and it's more than thirty three thousand. Exactly. And we just caught it. And we had a conversation, um, you know, about our overhead. We have a heavy overhead and you don't even have a child. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? You don't even have a kid. I mean, you have staff. I have a child. I have staff. And uh, and then we are uh, a majority of our events because we're such doers and we're like, OK, we'll figure it out later. Yeah. We don't take time to sit there and say, let's find all this sponsorship. It's almost kind of a fly. We get a little bit of we'll just yeah. put it on. But because we can't wait because that's a process. Right. And if sometimes we probably shoot ourselves in the leg. But there's such a need for information to be put out there. Right. Yeah. And I think that. Us waiting, waiting, waiting for folks to well, well, well. I sound. It just it takes too much time. And in that sense, and in that factor, um, when you look at the things that are going on, the message of Black Panther, um, and the fact that folks wanted to see that message, but are, were afraid <laughs> to see a realistic and a actual, um, factual, not a fiction message that, um, you know, Nat Turner did and the Birth of the Nature and how they broke that all down, and then you're looking at the things that are going on in South Africa, and we know that um the uh what the academy awards the oscars is coming yeah. up right the oscars is coming up and um some of the folks that kind of took the initial stance to say we don't need to be doing any of these award shows it's going to be very interesting to see how we move and we operate after the fact the yeah, panther effect is in a full effect black panther will be for the next year's Oscars. yeah and then at the so, same time we have get out in here i think the one of the actors is nominated for our best actor or things that are, something like that I don't, i'm not too sure so say something 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 with the movie but i don't think they're black yeah i don't know I but think i think something, I, something with but the I mean, movie, they've, they've yeah. been promoting him a lot so i don't know oh, if okay. he's connect, uh, connected it, but i'm just saying in a sense of one the reality that we've shown in this whole Black Panther effect is economically because see the Marvel was going to get their money because people were Marvel fanatics, right? Yeah. But we just helped it move a lot faster. Yeah. So economically, we showed again that we know there's strength in numbers, and when we are all intent on uh, 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 what should I say, supporting something, right? Yeah. When we have that intent to support something, it works. If we can now utilize that energy and that, um, you know, what I'm saying strategy with other things that will create growth, will create um, legacy, that will create wealth, that will create things that we can pass on for generations. I've said here in Sacramento, you look at the Asian community, you look at the Latino community, they all at the, the, the Middle Eastern communities, they all have their thing. Guess what? We need a black business district. We have a little bit of what my brother uh, Nasir uh, called what is a Florin Square where we're here. Yeah. And this is pretty much where the African marketplace happens, 2251 Florin, where there's a whole lot of black businesses, nonprofits and things of that nature. I have my office. We have our office space here as well. But we have to have more. We have to have 
a, 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 a one-stop shop that's happening seven days a week. We need to be able to have a, a set of other businesses, insurance yeah. companies, uh, dental, uh, you know what I'm saying, uh, car, uh, not car rentals, but, but, but yes, car rentals, uh, um, little doctor offices and things, lawyers. We need to have all those spots as well as our little supermarkets and things of that nature. Yeah. And confined in one place to create that atmosphere and as all as well as locations so we can throw events. We don't even have locations like that no. so we can throw events. We need more of those. We have um, different things attached, but we need it to where it feels black. It you know it's black, unapologetic without compromise. If you on the idea of you screaming Wakanda forever. And it, the the base of why that became what it was as a nation is because it was self-sufficient and self-contained. Wow. That it was something that was like, well, let's just work on the infrastructure and, and build from within. It wasn't built because it got all these external influences to build it up. And I think that if we can adapt the mindset and the mentality of let's just circle the wagons and, and, and let's work on us. And use the resources that we have because as black people globally, it's not even in America, black people and um, the resource that we are as an ability to create, to think, to do, to build to, to what we're passionate about. I mean, we can build up a civilization like no other, but we can tear one down when we want to as well. I mean, the, the, the force of what we can do when we really decide to put our mind to something is amazing. And we showed that, like I said, there's a lot of people who saw this movie. This is movie number 18 on their slate of Marvel yeah. movies. And it beat the other 17. So, I mean, That's the crazy. fact is for a lot of people who had never seen the previous 17. Now they're going to go watch yeah. the previous. And so... <laughs> You know, it, it's it, a Black Panther. Effect, it shows that we, when we really want to get behind something that we can do that. And I think that we have to take in the information, take in these moments when, when, when they happen and then go back and apply them to our real life and take these, these lessons, teach them to our folks, practice them. And, of course, say something. Application is everything that's necessary for us to get out of our bondage. Yes, sir. This is the Say Something podcast. I'm Jermaine Morris here with Barry Axius. Where can folks find you online? Barry Axius, Facebook, um, at Team Voy, Instagram, and of course at Twitter, Barry Axius. That's still down, but I promise I'll get it back up. Uh, <laughs> Jermaine Morris on Facebook. Everything else is at J Morris, CEO. This has been the Say Something Podcast. Yes, sir. And until next show, we will holla at you later.